Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a very special episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties, fucking episode one hundo. That is a fucking milestone for what, any what podcast. One hundo, ladies and gentlemen. Put some fucking applause here when you get a chance, Flo. That's that's what we need. You already know. You, you read my mind. I'm like, I had definitely got to put an applause at this point. Get some applause going. How that are you is... brothers doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Got All it. is well, man. All is well. Cannot complain because who the fuck finna listen? <laughs> Damn, that's rough. Well, possibly the <laughs> listeners who have been with us since Loyalists. episode one. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you Facts. to y'all. So here's what's about to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We are giving you guys a regular episode for episode 100. But in addition to that, we are giving you a celebratory episode that highlights some of our best moments. And we're mm-hmm. actually going to take you back to epi- not celibate, not celibate, guys, <laughs> celebratory. OK, we want you guys to be out there fucking regularly. OK, we're going to get well, you back. Safe. But to basics, safe. and we're going to be safe. We're going to talk about uh, how this whole thing even came to be. Um, I think we're going to ask each other what are our favorite moments of the podcast, what are, are some of our least favorite moments, uh, and yeah, we're going to have a blast. So look out for that episode. You're going to get a two pack, a two piece. One might come earlier than the other, but you're going to mm-hmm. get a two piece this week. But don't worry, she's not pregnant if it comes early. All right. Is she's not pregnant. I was about to say, right. nobody coming over, coming early on this side. Uh, all right, all okay. right, all, all right. right. She, all right. She's not okay. pregnant, y'all. Clearly, okay. I'm the adult in the room today. <laughs> hey, uh, do I'm we, a big kid now. Do we have any all man moments? Um, yeah, I got an all man, but I'm gonna let Flo go for. I can't remember it. <laughs> um, I don't really have an all man moment. My my neighbors are doing construction and. These niggas acting as if though they came over there to disturb the peace fucking 7.30 in the morning. They've been banging since 7.30. Banging, patanging. Yeah. And um, they just started, they just stopped banging before we started to record just now. So thank God. Oh, wow. Over here hearing boom, bang, boom. I don't know what's happening over there, son. I ain't hear none of that shit. That door. How, how, how would wow, you hear wow. it, bro? How would you hear it? How? Because you got big ears. I be hearing your shit through the microphone sometimes. It's real tough, real tough. I don't even so, correlate. So. I don't even, I, I, I even want to go into more detail with it. It doesn't bro. matter if it correlates. It doesn't have to. We're not a politically correct show, guy. Nothing has to make sense. Like, no, nothing. Nah, nah, still nah. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> hold the fuck up, though. Like, we're not going to. Our listeners say otherwise. Listeners, yeah, we're, we're, 
We're not going to do that to our listeners. Uh, we partly got to. We partly got to make sense. Partly, it's just that some of the shit you be saying sometimes don't be making sense. But I don't have to make just sense. Just wants to drag us down with yeah. him. This is the second time today. Uh, the second time I don't have today to make he sense. looped us in his bullshit, bro. Like, <laughs> my guy, it's all I don't love, have to make bro. sense. I'm distinguished. I never have to make sense. They still gonna listen. That has some bow ties. Episode 100. Thank you guys. Um, right, I remember my all man. I'm in the store last night. I'm doing a double at work. I did a 3 p.m. to 7 from last night, last night to this morning. I'm in the store on the phone, on FaceTime talking to somebody. And a lady walking the store walks all the way up to me. I don't know if she thought I was a cop, a concierge, whatever. She's like, hey, mister, I got one question for you. Do you smoke bud? I was like, no. So <laughs> then she's like, okay. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, like, how old is this person? Thanks. She Man, looked like she was 80. Up, do you smoke marijuana? Like, Bro, 46? Is she like looked like 40? she was like, eight, she looked like she was like 83 and a half. And, okay, it makes sense then. Uh, um, She had, she had chancletas on. Um, Her toes looked like mud. Um, I don't know what was on her teeth, but she looked like she was having a very rough day. And I, I think if I would have said I smoked weed, I would have brightened her shit up. But I said no, <laughs> even though I do smoke that good Kush. So I said no, I do not smoke weed. Uh, I said I don't know what you're talking about. And then I got she back in the phone and the I was feds. like, I said this could have been the feds. Could have been the feds testing me. They know a nigga's about to do episode 100. They know that there's a lot of great positive things happening for me. They know my credit's getting cleaned up. You know what I mean? Some niggas still didn't get their teeth cleaned and they had all quarantine to do it. But hey, we out here making it happen. You know, dad had some bow ties. What dentist would have done the cleaning of the teeth, bro? Um, a, a virtual dentist. I'm actually going to a dentist on Wednesday. This one, I have an appointment that I set up last month. Yeah. This nigga thinks this is operation, my nigga. This nigga said a virtual, a virtual dentist. <laughs> Yo, somebody get this nigga, man. That has some bow ties. You gotta love it. Episode one hundred. You got. You got. You got to give him the best jokes on this one. You got to floss the back of your top row. Yes. Yes. How, sir? How? How do I floss the back teeth between the molar and the wisdom? Y'all niggas is talking all types of shit right now. Yeah. 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 Beer shit. Beer shit. Beer shit. Do I have an all man? Uh, that tank top is an all man, nigga. What the yo, fuck? You got that yeah, shit from JC Penny? The no, fuck? I got it from your closet, nigga. What the fuck? Here we go. When was the last time you was in my closet? When was the last time you was in my closet? I didn't see you come out of my closet, but I'm about to go inside. We're not of doing. It. We're not doing that. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, we're not doing that. Open the Pandora's box, yeah. Why? I realized who I was speaking to. Who I was speaking to. As soon as you said, like, damn, man. You're not looping me into into your controversy, nigga. Niggas asking me questions. They want to get all types of questions. Listen, in 2013, niggas thought we was gay, bro, okay? Do you remember that? I remember that. No, your people thought we was gay. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, my people thought we wasn't. I was like, why? Because he got the curly hair looking like Miguel. 
and you got the tight pants that's cuffing your ball sack. I was like, damn, I didn't know it hurt you. Well, like damn, that. I'm sorry. That, why they looking that, so hard? I don't know, son. bro. <laughs> my shit, my shit was hurting at the time too. Honestly, that I shit was hurting. Offense to that, I would have been like, why are you looking at my balls? So coughing, cuffing my balls. <laughs> yeah, like, cuffing my yeah. That's a little bit too. That's yeah. too much description <laughs> going on there. That shit was hurting a little bit too. I had to stop wearing those pants. <laughs> I had to stop wearing those pants. It was hurting a little bit. I had to stop. First of all, if you wear a pants that's hurting your balls, bro, I might question you, son. At that point, yeah. If, if that's like a consistent thing, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's some BDSM you like, type shit going you, you on like there. The way it hugs. I mean, hey. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Kudos oh, to you. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, my own man. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. You you ever. Whoa! Okay. You ever had people? <laughs> what's the problem? What's the <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> Yo, flow that nigga pitch. <laughs> that nigga sound like he's about to fucking run a marathon. He's <laughs> like, damn, X. <laughs> you you ever have people like <laughs> like constantly want your attention, and it's like, yo, yeah, yeah, my nigga. Uh. If if you gonna do that, at least have something to talk about. Well, I know for you, you're talking about a check, but continue. I said niggas, so it could be anybody. <laughs> uh, but with, with me, it's like, yo, at least have a conversation ready uh, when that happens. Mm-hmm. And then my other old man right. was, uh, matter of fact, I don't even want to go into that. We'll go, we'll go into that off. off All I'm going to say nah, is. Nah, nah, nah. Put it, put it, put it on. Put it, it's episode 100. Like that. I don't know. It's, it's put it on. A, it's, put, it's, it's, it's episode 100, man. Throw, throw it yeah. on there. Nah, we good. I, I don't fall into your, your shit, bro. Listen, no, throw it on the grill. Nah, bro, you can't, you can't do these cliffhangers, bro. <laughs> throw it on the grill. Niggas come at this thing all the time. Maybe I'll go in depth in the toothpiece in the second part. Okay. All right. All right. And make sure you say their name, too. We got to make it spicy. See, I, I wasn't hoping no, for all we don't. That. We don't have to make it spicy. See, I was, I wasn't hoping for. All that. I like, I like mild. Actually, you do. I like a little, you know, hot sauce. We know what you like. Okay, we know. Do you? Hey. Okay. Do you? Never mind. Keep into it, bro. Keep into it, son. No, I just expect the you nigga to take a cue, mature bro. approach sometimes. That's it. I think you this nigga should take a thirty-year-old approach. <laughs> I'm hoping this nigga is gonna act his age. That's Listen, it. Listen, 30, 30 year old approach. When I'm sitting like this, nigga, no, no, I'm sitting, right. I'm sitting like this, daddy. Okay, I'm sitting like that. Okay. Oh man, all right, let's get into these fucking topics, bro. Um, first things first. R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle. His birthday uh, passed, I believe, this weekend, Saturday. I'm not mistaken. Yes. RIP to the to, to the legend, the GOAT, the teacher, the father, the master. Wow. They really killed that man. That's that's really real, honestly. Mm. Uh but RIP to him. I think yeah. everybody has been able to take a lesson from what Nipsey has brought to the game and, and the community. Uh. And the community and mm. how one man's death could like really transform. A culture yeah. so yeah. nipsey r.i.p unfortunately his passing could not go without some fuck shit and mm-hmm. six nine decided it would be a good idea to Yo. go and visit nipsey's store and and take video of him uh bending taking a knee Yo. um and i'm not opposed to anybody 
<laughs> celebrating people, but we all know that was nothing but a stunt. And unfortunately, now it, what you're doing is you're playing with people in the street. You were blood affiliated and you're going to a Crips site that you clearly did not deal with in no type of way. Uh, you're doing it for <coughs> likes, clicks and all types of nasty, disgusting shit. There's a young lady that I'm talking to. I said, something going to happen to that boy. Some, and when it happens, somebody going to play the Clips record. What happened to that boy? They gonna play that record. Stop playing. Yo, he gotta stop playing around. He think this shit is a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a game. You can't play with street shit like that. <clears throat> I don't think I don't even think he's playing around anymore. I think he just feels as if though, if he just works these situations the right way, he could kind of, you know, I guess you could say wing it. But honestly, I think what he has to realize is that. The music industry, yes, is full of propaganda. People do certain things for certain reasons. But at some point, what Takashi has to realize is that there are people who take this shit very, very serious. Especially when Correct. things like, like for, Nippy, for, for Nipsey, whether or not his debt happened in vain, there are real niggas who are just like, yo, like you, you, you. You're doing some wacky shit in front of this, in front of the homies, you know, mem- um, memorial. So he mm. has to really be careful because, you know, I get it. You're doing for clicks and likes. You're, you're doing, you're cooning and you're just, you know, doing whatever you do. But you got to be careful out here, man. There are people out here who are really about that life. And I think he he's well aware of that. And I think he's probably figuring himself he's staying one step ahead of the game. But... You know, he just living life fair, fearlessly, I guess. But I think hey, he's man. desperate, to be honest. Fearlessly, yeah, right. I think he's desperate <laughs> to cause traction to him because all of that hype from him getting out of jail is slowly dying. Not even slowly, it's it drastically dying. It's definitely drastically dying. So. And nobody's really talking <laughs> about him. I think he put out a single not too long ago. Nobody, I don't even know if it charted. Uh, and so he's trying to do things. He's trying to be innovative in ways of bringing traffic to him and bringing attention to him. But this yeah. is just a lesson about either taking the fast route or building something concrete. You can all you can't you can only do shock value for so long before mm-hmm. people get immune to it or before you have to keep trying to up yourself. And there's just a point where you get to where you're going to up yourself off a cliff and that's that's Facts. where he's at. Facts. You can you can you can only emulate a podcast for so long till you realize this shit ain't for you, y'all. Okay? You l- leave it to the professionals. <laughs> don't know where yeah, that man. came from. I don't know where it came from either, but you know. <laughs> hey, we're going to keep know, rolling. That's what we're going to do. We're gonna, you just got to keep punching through it. Listen, <laughs> um, all I would say is that Takashi <laughs> is on a is on a dangerous path and and um, I think what's what's what he's realizing is that the industry is slowly turning their back on him because people are realizing that he's a fraud. And once XAB called realize it. it. I thought I honestly I ain't gonna hold you. I thought he would have had a comeback, but yep, you you I, definitely did. I definitely did. But I think what's happening <laughs> right I'm realizing is that um, without radio backing him he doesn't have the reach he thought he would have had. You feel me? He can't touch the, he can't touch the streets the same way. He can't touch new audiences the same way. 
So the ones who are rocking him, I mean, he's going to get the streams and whatnot, but he's mm-hmm. not reaching new people. You feel me? Like I think I think the industry did everything it possibly could to throw him in front of us when he got out of jail and they just ran out of their bag of tricks. He came out, he did the live. The live broke records. They obviously had false numbers behind the YouTube videos to try and break that record. His whole strategy was, I'm going to break every record, and then I'm going to say, yo, I'm a snitch. So how is a snitch able to break all these records? If I'm not hot, I'm the hottest in the street, da-da-da-da. Cool. Then they threw Nicki, the uh, well-established artist, <clears throat> to do another collab with him. I don't know if she owed the nigga a favor. I don't know. I mean, that clearly was a label politics type thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that did what it did for a quick moment. But in reality, a lot of artists do not want to touch that boy. And that's the that's the reality of the situation. He'll never get a Drake feature. He'll never get a little Dirk feature. We'll talk about that in a second. He'll never get any of the OGs, no Snoop Dogg. No, he'll never get none of the big people that are in in demand right now to do a record with him. The, the baby's not going to do a record. Meg is not going to do a record with him. So... That that we we just we just basically said the whole game right now the whole rap <laughs> yeah. game right now and even the entire new artists, game even new artists is risky because they don't want to be affiliated with him they either. don't want to risk their career <laughs> yeah you Man. you you go and you do a song with him and now that Drake feature that you might have been able to get is is a dub is a dub nah I'm not doing it that is a dub boy that I'm not trying to be affiliated with nobody too. affiliated with that nigga facts. Like so, we'll see what happens. But it's evident. I just felt like he was desperate from jump because you could just tell the energy. The energy was a false type of confidence, and we'll see what happens. But I just hope I don't want to wish anything on anybody. But as we've we've been saying, if you're gonna keep playing with fire, you are eventually gonna get burned. And it just seems like he doesn't care if that's the case. He's Willing to take that consequence, so I just hope it's nothing too crazy. Yeah, he gonna, gonna have to figure that shit out, boy. <laughs> Daniel, good shit. luck, cause the entire hip hop game is fucking Goliath, and unlike the Bible, the story ain't gonna go the way it was biblically. I promise you. Uh, so let's talk about uh, laugh now, cry later. What y'all Ooh. feel about the record? First of all, I love the video. Makes me love the record more because, like I've been telling you, XAB for the last few days since you sent it to me. I love the genuine uh, love, the genuine admiration and the genuine appreciation that everybody displayed in the video. I saw saw nothing but smiles, you know, despite Drake's little skit when he started crying. But that's typical Drake doing what the fuck Drake does. Um, Everybody looked happy. Everybody looked happy. I think it was the first video I've seen in a long time where everybody literally was smiling from ear to ear in almost every scene. I was like, damn, niggas is really happy. Corona done got niggas in their feelings and they bag. People done made it through it. People done persevered. They done lost people. They done had people come back from it. And here we are, you know, laugh now, cry later. Shout out to that boy, certified lover boy. Out at the end of the summer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not yeah, that. man. I haven't That's... seen the video yet, but um, I've definitely oh, you gotta heard see the, the song a few bro. times. You got to see the video, bro. The video. Uh, I, I wish he would invited us, nigga. They had mad fun. Go-karting, shopping in the mall. It was it was a fun video. It's fun. That's dope. That's dope. I'm going to definitely watch it after the show. 
Yeah. No, that Mr. Uh, XAB, what you thought about the video? First of all, the song, the song is perfect. The single is oh. is a perfect single. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it reminds me a little bit of Trophies, which he did with Soldier Boy back in the day. Yeah, shout out to um, Soldier. But I feel like it's smooth. It's not doing too much. The bars are dope. It lets me know that this next album is is it got some stuff on it. Like I don't think we ever doubted Drake, but when you're in the game for such a long time, there's always a misstep that could happen. Some people obviously didn't like the playlist that he put out uh, with more life. Some people didn't like views, and those I, I would agree were mid for Drake. They were still good projects, but they were mid for Drake. He didn't really give us any real strong bars um, as well as he did on "Take Care" uh, or "Thank Me Later." But I do feel like with the demo tapes that he he let out and this single, that this new project might be in the top three of, of all his projects. It sounds like it's going in that type of direction. And in terms of the video, as you said, Distinguish, I think that was a perfect video for this moment. Yeah, he, Everybody looks happy. You had Kevin they Durant. Did. You get to see Kevin Durant back in basketball shape for the first time, mm-hmm. which is dope. Um there was, there was a few basketball players in there. It was like another basketball player in there too. I don't know his name though. Well, he had he had uh, what's his name in there too. He had uh, a football player in there actually. Yeah, he had he had uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yes, that was and, hilarious. By the way, that was funny as fuck. And he had <laughs> what's this nigga's name, man? I don't know. I don't From watch sports like that. Yeah, I don't watch sports like the that. The dude that used to be on the Giants and now he's no, 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 no. It was a black dude. <clears throat> it was a black dude. Cruz is, I think, half and half. But um, the nigga with the blonde hair. It ain't. Gonna, it ain't ringing the bell. I'ma just look the nigga up, son. Yeah. We, we but got, yeah. We got make sure you watch. Make sure you watch that video. No, definitely D-flow. watch it after this. Um, little Dirk, you know, as X looks for that. Little Dirk definitely took a stab at fucking six nine. Actually, there were two. There were two um six nine disses. Actually, Drake took a stab, but he did it in like a witty way. You know, Drake he takes stabs at nigga. He he do some funny shit. But Little Dirk basically, it was blatant. You knew who he was talking about. He was like, "Please stop playing that little boy on the radio." And I was like, "God damn, Odell shit. Beckham, Odell Beckham, Odell, man. okay, Odell, Beckham. oh yes, 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 okay, yeah, Odell Beckham." And then there was a, a girl in there. She was gorgeous. Uh, she was was that the girl that he was shopping with in the store? Yeah. She was bad, bro. Her thing like, is Aggie something. I can't. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Cause the Nick. So Flo, there's a part in the video. You know, like when I don't know if you ever done this with your wife or maybe your kids did it with you. When you go in the store and your kids is playing around behind the shelves, like trying to look for you and shit. That's what the fuck Drake and the girl was doing. It was a very childlike video. Like it gives you like this happy, free go lucky thing. And I was reading something online. And now I remember a few, a few, uh, shit, a few years ago, Drake definitely put out a record. I don't, I'm trying to remember the song. He definitely said he's a certified loving man. And it's so funny that years later, this record now, this album that's about to drop is called Certified Lover Boy 2020. Ag- Aggie Abbey is her name. She's gorgeous. Aggie Abbey, okay. She's from New Jersey. Um, and she's not like a huge celebrity. So it's, I mean, she does have 1 million followers on IG, but. She's oh, wow, okay. more of an Instagram celebrity than anything else. So I just okay. think that Drake was dope for he's he's always giving people he always give niggas he always does that you know sh- 
Shiggy, he gave Shiggy that cosign last year. Like, Drake be out here really Tussie taking care slide. of the culture. Tussie Tussie slide, slide, correct. Drake did a record with Wizkid, and Wizkid was already popping in Africa, but he became globally with the fuck with Drake's help. Like, oh. Tanashi. Mm. Tanashi? Tana- yeah. Yeah. She didn't. When he jumped on two on. Yeah. Her talent didn't really, you know, take her to that level. Uh, but Drake giving her that cosign had put her in that superstar status. And I think, unfortunately, that put her in a place where people that put her in a weird space. Un- unrealistic expectations for her at that moment. Not to say that right. she's not talented enough to have taken it, but I think it was just too fast, too soon. Drake and killed that record, by the way. Drake yeah, killed definitely. that too on. He bodied that shit. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Summer Walker. Definitely people like, who is Summer Walker once he jumped right. on? Because that, that single was already popping, but when he got on it, now you have that Kylie Jenner audience. Like, who's who's the summer girl? You know, so. So it's safe to say that Aubrey Graham, and we're definitely going to get to Cat Williams. Aubrey Graham, Aubrey Graham has done more for hip-hop's culture since his 10-year run going into, I think, his 11th year right now in terms of being a well-established artist than most rappers who have been in the game for the last 40 years. Actually, I'm going to take it a step further. Fuck that. Drake has probably done more in his 10-year run than rappers who originally came up in hip-hop when hip-hop was first birthed. And hip-hop is only about 40-something years old. And Drake is literally like 30-something. So do the math. Shit Lil Wacky. I don't know. Mm, shout out to that, or- uh, that guy, Aubrey Graham. Well, shit, we could even take it back to this song and him putting Lil Durk on it. He didn't have to put <laughs> Lil Durk on there. He didn't have to do nothing for Lil Durk. And Lil Durk is a, a dope artist. A lot Lil of Lil Durk is definitely a dope artist. They they mention him often, but I guarantee, because I did it, I guarantee there's a lot of people who returned back to Lil Durk's music and was like, yo, let me hear a full project from homie. And Lil Durk projects are not bad. I remember when Lil Durk first came out, he was rapping, rapping. Yeah, and he then was he, snapping. And then he flipped it to kind of doing this more auto-tune singing rap. We didn't ever heard about the we didn't ever heard about the weekend on Take Care for wasn't for Jersey, and 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 he has a good ear. He knows what the next he knows who's up next. Like I don't know how he does it because if you were ask me, I would I wouldn't have known from Pikachu that little baby would have been one of the next hottest artists. But he somehow knows, like oh nah, he about to be next up, and I'm gonna do a song with him or her. And that's what's going to happen. So the first song that Janae and Drake did is called July. And that's all I never heard that. That song is fire. You got to take a listen to that. Um, Okay. But yeah, Drake, I think, I think it's everything that you guys said. And I also think that Drake, uh, he is in love with music. And I think he's in love with sounds. And yeah, he likes the people. Yeah, he's getting a bag. But I also He likes helping people. Yeah, I also think he like if he hears a certain type of sound and music and he thinks it's dope. He will he will make a way to to make that joint pop if he can, he, like that's just that's just what he does. He makes those he sees something, especially if he like your vibe, he's gonna make it happen. But he's at a space where he can do that. Correct. Where he could just like whatever he wants and jump on it if he wants to jump on it. Like the song with Fabio, he ain't need to do that. Fabio nah, is not Drake level right now. I'm sorry. That song that but 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 we love that song. Song <laughs> the song is alright. You know what I mean? But but Drake didn't need to do that. Drake didn't need to rush to do a song with Fabio. Fabio, uh-huh. and, and no shade to Fabio, but Fabio has not proven that he has a long-lasting career yet, in my opinion. 
my personal opinion. I love the song that I know of his. I know he has more music than that one single that he put out, but mm-hmm. for me, he hasn't established himself as like, oh, he's going to consistently put hit after hit out. So for Drake That's to do that is just straight off the love. And mm-hmm. and the fact that, yeah, dr- the the New York drill sound is popular and it's it's taken over the airwaves at at the moment. So you can say he's also quote unquote culture vulture in that in that uh, sentiment. But I also just think that he could have picked anybody. So he could have picked Pac Smoke. He could have he could have found a way on it. Guess not with the the whole beef with with uh what's his name, um, Pusher. But right, right. I'm I'm sure he could have found somebody else to do a drill song with. So. He's, he does it for the love for sure. Um, all right, where are we at? What's next on the docket? Hold up. Um, Jacquees and Young Thug took a picture. <laughs> Good lord! And Jacquees looked like a hobbit compared to Young Thug. Now the question is, fellas. Are there any friends that you avoid taking pictures with because either they look too brolic, too tall, or whatever? Or maybe it's like a, a girl that, like, you know, if you take certain pictures with, well, you say don't that. look crazy. Say that, brother. Um, I feel uncomfortable taking photos beside Suave because <laughs> not only is that nigga taller than me, that nigga is flying than me. And I'm like, I need to get my wardrobe. If I had my wardrobe up, I wouldn't feel no type of way. Um, that nigga be telling me like I be dressing fly. I'm like nigga, stop fucking lying, nigga. You look like you look like summertime every fucking day, nigga. Stop. <laughs> Cut it out. So that's one nigga I avoid taking photos. Nah, Suave, Suave kind of do make you a little insecure when you stand yeah, next to yeah, him and he so. got on his Gucci Louis Prada. Right. Everything. Like I, I don't have. I don't I'm understand broke. how he never has a hair out of place, bro. Son, for the seven, that nigga always got a haircut. That, you, just, you just gotta Yo. know when you're about to take a picture, Suave. You gotta pull up in your Sunday best. That's all you gotta do. Yo, dead ass. You, Suave, the type of nigga that you have to know is at the venue. You you tight if you pull <laughs> right. up to the venue and, and Suave is there and you ain't know. Right. Cause it's now you like, damn, damn son, you got my have to go back home. Uh, I need to go back home and like, put the event is over when you go back home. By the way, get a shave in. <laughs> Here but Suave is like, yo, come through, take a photo, bro. And you like, nah. You like, yo, what happened, bro? Why, why you acting like, like that? I'm scruffy, nigga, bro. I'm, I'm scruffy, man. Yeah, nigga, I'm fucked up. I definitely hate taking pictures next to super tall people because I look like somebody's child for sure. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I especially get self conscious when, because of course you know I have a lot of model friends. I get mad mm-hmm. self conscious. When we got to take standing pictures and it's someone like Jasmine, because Jasmine in heels is like damn near 5'11". Right. And I'm <laughs> clearly not that. So standing next to her, I remember, I'll never forget. It was for Elvana's joint. It was me, you, Distinguished, Jazz, and Jaden. And yeah. you know Jaden tall as shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jaden and Jazz was in heels Trying to make us look like we belong in a motherfucking, I don't even know, in, in The Hobbit Part 3, my nigga. Like, we were sitting there and they was just fucking trees walking through. But I Listen, was like, Listen, man, I don't give a fuck if I'm standing beside a chick that got heels on her if she's taller. Because I done took down a few trees in the forest, okay? 
All right. So it, it doesn't matter to me. And I don't mind pulling up to the spot looking like a little, you know, miniature size Lorenz Tate. <laughs> I don't mind being somebody's bitch for the night. Who told I, you I you look like it. Lorenz Tate, bro? Uh, a lot of people tell me I look like Lorenz Tate, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I get, I, I get Lorenz Tate, and I get Tay Diggs. I get Tay Diggs the most. I get I Tay, see Diggs, Tay a lot. Diggs without your glasses. Yeah. I could, I could yeah, see. Yeah, I could yeah. See but that's what it be like when I take the glasses. They be like, okay, I see Tay Diggs. Lorenz, Sometimes, Lorenz Tate is a bit of a. Lorenz Tate, that's that's a, whole, a stretch. You on another stretch. spectrum of Lorenz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know life is good when you're on this spectrum. Okay. I'm not I saying it's a bad thing. See, look at you. Getting defensive. Getting defensive. Relax, famo. You just I, I don't, don't look defensive. like that man. <laughs> that man. I, I don't get defensive. I get oh, vagina. Okay, okay, okay sir. <laughs> okay. All right, sir. <laughs> okay, right, my guy. I don't necessarily I when I'm around tall <laughs> when I'm around tall women, I don't really particularly care. It's just when I look back at those pictures, it's like, damn, son. <laughs> you look you look Them pictures great. don't make them pictures make me feel perfectly fine. Like I don't, you know. I don't know. I feel my crazy. I feel crazy looking back at them joints. My insecurity is with niggas like Suave. You know, I got a brother. Shout out to my brother Marvin. He probably don't even listen to this shit, but my brother, he's my tallest brother. I don't remember Marvin is six foot nine nah see that's the type of shit that would make me upset though yeah, that would make me upset because it's like what happened to me my nigga how you get how you get six nah, nine six nine is wild bro six nine is ridiculous to be honest that's the type of shit you all have worked <laughs> with your parents for you'd be like yeah, six hey, nine six, six nine is i don't know because because me and my dad is the same height so i'm just nah, like that, i don't know what the fuck now, happened bro. That, that's just, that's just <laughs> yeah now nah, you gotta fight somebody yeah, I, bro you have to fight somebody i i'm I, that's mean? a low-key grudge that's the type of thing you you know you, you take with you to the grave you know it's a that's a why that, that's why i have to make that's why i have to make up for it in other ways you know with my antics you know with my talent you know that nigga may be stronger than me maybe taller than me he, you know he may have a nice house on the prairie but nigga i'm distinguished nigga fuck out of here that's how i look at it Niggas competing, competing with his brother. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, a lot of anger, bro. <laughs> I say you gotta fight somebody, not the brother yeah, though. He didn't do that's nothing. Your brother said, hey, you kick him on the shin the and run. Like, what you gonna do? Nah, uh, might flatten the tires though. Cat Williams, <laughs> Cat Williams and Supreme, they they did a collab, um, and they had Cat Williams address. The state of the, the state union? of the culture, uh, yeah, 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 basically, yeah. He, um, first of all, shout out to the big bro XAB. He sent me that clip. Um, I think somebody else sent it to me too, but um, I, I didn't watch it because I don't know if y'all are like this. This is actually something that we could talk about really quick. Depending on who is coming from, if somebody like let's say D Flow, um, and two other people that I don't really know like that, they send me the same shit. D-Flow sent me the same video, and two other people send me the same video. Depending on who the fuck I know like that, I'll be more inclined to look at how D-Flow sent it to me. That's a fact. Even even if the other person sent it to me and they know I might like it, no disrespect to some of my friends, but I'll be leaving y'all on scene just because of that. Like, uh, you, don't really, you don't even really send me shit like this. You only send me shit like this because you see something going on. I'm so, a, I'm, I'm a click D-Flow inbox. I'm sometimes click. the wrong niggas send you shit and it makes you look at it and be like, why the fuck are you sending me this? Right. I'll be it like, could be the same content. <clears throat> yeah. It could be the same content and I'll be like, oh, someone sent me this versus why are you sending me shit? Don't like, don't send. Let's I talk don't about want, it. I don't want you to send me this shit that's definitely a thing i, yeah. I do that so, too. Yeah, i definitely do that if i don't yeah, know you, you do like yeah that. okay all right 
It depends if no, it, it all comes down to how well I know you. If I know you, yeah, then I'll, I'll check it. But if I don't know you at all, or if we're just like you, like you were just more of a, of a acquaintance, if you met me through somewhere right. else, then I'm, I'm not, I'm probably won't even open the message to be honest with you. So, Talk about it. Talk about that's it. Just be point. fake. That's right. Be fake. I, I be fake sometime with it. I'm I ain't being fake. I just won't open the message. That's just that. I'm not gonna. Nah, they'll be like. They'll, they'll be like, did you see it? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> well, I know I noticed that you like you you didn't respond. Oh, I saw it on somebody else's page. Damn. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even. Yeah. I would just be like, nah. I didn't even check the message, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm too transparent and honest these days. I don't know. I'll be telling niggas the truth. Somebody asked me the other day. I dead ass would have checked the message, though. I just, I just I'll move out. I'll call me like, I've never gotten a message from this person before. I'm dead. I fucking hit a chick yesterday like, yo, you know, we getting ready to gear up for episode 100. Can you leave a comment? You only hit me up to leave a comment on on, on iTunes? Yes, the fuck I did. Yes, I did. Well, um, that's another but- conversation there, too. <laughs> you ever hit somebody up for one specific thing and they want extra shit from you? And it's like, yeah. yo, we can have a conversation another time. I'm not hitting this, you for that right, right now. This all I want right now. I just need this for the moment. I need and, this review. And it's cool. Like, just do this this for me right now and we can talk about some other shit later. Like I'm not I'm not finna to do this so that we can have a whole conversation about nothing right now. Like, yeah. But either do it or don't. Shit. But Cat Williams, he's back. Um I don't think he ever left. I think in a lot of ways he oh, redeemed nah, he left. himself. He left. He left um, for a minute. <laughs> he redeemed himself because the last time I feel like we talked about Cat Williams is when Cat Williams got fucked up by that teenager. Um, a while back I feel like that's the last time We actually spoke about Cat Williams Cat Williams we're sorry We did definitely talk about You getting fucked about it Because he was wilding I don't know the fuck He was, he was wilding That's what I'm saying He did leave for a time He was he, he was, was gone yeah. for a little bit He was Cat, not you, you almost became Kanye West on us But you came back to us Yeah he came back to us And I think um, that That state of the culture Was perfect to be honest It was, it was perfect because I So a lot of people Somebody else posted it On my friend page And it was like Why the fuck does his hair Look like 6'9'' And I said, it's a double entendre. You got to understand, when an artist is an artist, such as Cat Williams, a grown-ass man, a professional, a legend in this you know, comedy game, um, leave your ass in the stitches on that stage with them jokes, he's doing two things. He wants to be both, both polarizing and he wants to make a political and he wants to make a statement in regards to hip-hop. He didn't mention nothing about 6 9 but the focus was on that fucking hair and what he had to say about Donald Trump and you know where he feels... This whole, you know, presidency has not only done but taken a toll within the last, um, you know, last four years. Um, he did the hair because, one, typically when you see or when you've seen clown shit in the past, whether it was at a, a big A fair, whether it was at a, you know, um, uh, Barnum and Bailey Brothers show, you know, whether it was, you know, some shit at Dony Park. When them clowns come out, they got the rainbow hair or they got rainbow outfits. Donald Trump is a clown to Cat Williams. And we have a clown in hip hop who has rainbow hair. It's a double entendre. Some people didn't get it, but I don't think it was that deep. And it was a connection of the clown shit going on in the country, the clown in office and the clown in hip hop. Like not only was it was yes. it just uh, highlighting those things, but it was connecting all of them together. He's talking about the president while looking like the clown that is ruining right. culture at this moment in time. And you mm-hmm. had, you're forced in that mm-hmm. moment to make the connection between the two of them. So I think it was an Correct. ingenious move 
It Maybe he didn't think about ingenious. it as as deep as that, but it definitely put that message across. So I think that was perfect. I think what he said was perfect. I think that these perfect. comedians doing these type of stand-up specials that are between six and ten minutes is Cat who did it and it's Dave Chappelle. And Dave they, Chappelle who did it, correct. They both hit the nail on the head uh, with how they did it. And, and it was funny as fuck. Very funny, very entertaining. The jokes weren't that crazy because, remember, somebody like Cat Williams, somebody like Dave Chappelle, um, not Kevin Hart so much, but comedians like a, a Dave Chappelle and a Cat Williams, remember, guys, there's genres to everything. In comedy, we have, like, real, real funny, like, you know, then we have, like, personal introspective, and then we have dark comedy. That was dark comedy mm-hmm. at its best. I was like, damn, this nigga's really going for the juggling. Whoa. Because yeah. there's some shit that you want to laugh at, it makes you feel uncomfortable, but you're going to laugh. Yeah, Kevin you're Kevin laugh and Dave, I mean, not Kevin now, um, Kat and Dave are, are really, really solid at that type of comedy where it's like, they're telling you the jokes, but they're mixing in a bit of what the reality is mm-hmm. so that they could not only speak about what's happening in the culture, but at the same time, you know, give you a little bit of truth at it and just make you think beyond just the joke. So it's like you're laughing, but it's still making you have a conversation at the same time. And Kat has always done it. Dave always does it. He just is blatant and you think he's fucking around, but he's dead ass serious. So, you know, <laughs> right. like they're they're really good for that. So I haven't gotten a chance to really watch the State of the Culture Journey yet. So um, I'm going to try to get a chance to sit down and watch it. I've been seeing it blow up my timeline. I just haven't really sat and watched it properly. Yeah. Good job, Cat Williams. Kudos you, to Kat. you. We needed that, so yeah, thank you. Uh, black men give black women dating advice. Yo. <laughs> that was a, a, a thread going around. But fellas, what would be some dating advice you would give black women as a black man? If you're dating, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Date as much men as possible. That shit. That's what I tell all the women I talk to. Mm. I have no advice oh. for black women dating black men. It's, 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 you know what? Let me be optimistic today. Let me be a little bit optimistic today. I'm not going to be my pragmatic self. Um, That's right. Thank you for being a friend. Um, what, what advice would I give black women? Be more, be more open to, be more willing to, learn and not stay focused on what you're on only one be more open to learn and not just be focused on what your needs are mm. okay. i would say uh a definitely a piece of advice that i would give black women regarding dating black men is please 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 for as 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 much as you can make sure that you are over with and you are done with your baggage before oh. you try oh. and start something new with anybody else and this manifests in different ways sometimes people come into new relationships with trust issues sometimes people come into new relationships still connected to somebody else sometimes people come into relationships uh and they just have a trauma that they haven't overcome and that ends up defining the new relationship because that trauma never went anywhere. And so this new person that's entered in your life 
is now demonized by something that they ain't even do. They had nothing to deal with. Uh, and it has to do with you not getting over whatever it was. So I would say that that would be my piece of advice in that instance. And then my last piece of advice would be to take your time. There's no rush. There really is no rush when it comes to dating. I know a big fact. there are these arbitrary timelines that people throw out there. Oh, if he not trying to hold you down in three months or six months, he's just not into you. da 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 I don't agree with any of that. I think that time reveals different aspects of people. And in three months, you will not know a person. I'm sorry. You won't. I think the older you get, the more you understand that. The more you understand that, it takes a long period of time to understand if you can build a foundation with somebody. And so taking your time while taking distinguishes advice and dating multiple people, it's not a bad thing. It allows you to figure out what you actually want if you're in that space. Sometimes a person will say they know exactly what they want. So in that case, you still go on your dates. And Mm -hmm. again, time is going to reveal to you if that person fits you or not. And unfortunately, that doesn't always happen in three months or six months. Think about it. In three months, let's say y'all go on a date once a week. Maybe y'all talk every day, but you've only physically been in contact with this person Four times out of a month. That's right. 12 times in three months. That ain't... Ha- Do you really feel you know somebody after 12 dates? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. No. So, no. Um, I think that you, you can. You can. You can spend a lot of time with somebody. The dates could be different types of dates. Y'all could be going on vacations or whatever. So, you can feel like you have an understanding of somebody. But the point still remains... To take your time, there's nothing wrong with taking your time to learn somebody. And Correct. even if that means not being physical with them, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, take your time with them. And I think through that, you will be able to understand what's going to happen uh, a little bit ahead of time and feel more at ease with being vulnerable with said individual. So that would be my advice. Um, All right. Bow Good luck, wow, ladies. Hop, hops on... Uh, Danny Lay's new track. What, what, what do we feel about the track? Spicy. I like it. Shout out to Bow Wow, Bow Wizzle. You know what I mean? Left he, did, some dope. he did it justice. I'm not did mad at some, the track. Did, did, uh, dropped some dope bars. She definitely took a sample of his record with Omarion, Let Me Hold You Down. So, shout out to her for getting that sample cleared, giving that nigga some extra money, you know? So, sh- shout out to them Big for facts. making a dope record. Big facts. All right. There's this thread. Let me see if mm-hmm. I could find it because this shit was hilarious. I'm gonna go to our pre-production, J- Jizzy. Oh, the, nice, the, yeah. The pre-production, yeah. yeah uh, the, the pre-production guys is something that's between the boys. We can't tell y'all what goes on in that chat. Okay, all right. Nothing happens Thank in you. that chat. Nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing. No, Everything happens in that chat. I don't okay? know what this man is talking about right now. <laughs> Okay. I have no Distinguishes the nigga. Distinguishes the friend that's gonna get you in trouble. Facts. I've I, I, I come <laughs> to the conclusion. Nigga, he's the nigga. He's gonna get you in trouble by accident because he thinks he's joking around, but he's saying some shit that your girl is gonna be tight at. Like a hundred percent. I'm convinced now that that's who this nigga I mean, is. I don't know what he's talking about most of the time. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I just be nodding my head in the green. <laughs> Default be like, I'm gonna just edit the episode. Like if your girl does not know who Distinguish is, you're getting in trouble. That <laughs> that's it. Like 
like if this nigga is is around any of like if this nigga is around Lou. He's getting <laughs> Lou is going to get into a fight that day. You know what's crazy about it, bro? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a type of friend, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's my man's. But you know he's crazy, man. You know he's he's be talking craziness, man. Don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> you distinguish? Exactly. Distinguish is what you're worried about. Yeah, this thing should be fucking around, man. You ain't gotta worry about him. And she be but low at key, you, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. low low key. Once your girl gets to know distinguish. You might be able to use him to get out of some shit. You might be able to, man. Low key. If you can swing Yo, the right way. Yo, that was distinguished just being stupid. Like, that, that nigga was on my page talking about some other shit. That ain't happen. Or it might backfire, because in my case, it would horribly backfire. It would be like, yeah, right. Sure, sure. Nah, nigga got to sit Like, here. yo, like, I'm going to call his mother. I'm going to call his mother. Shit will definitely backfire for you, my nigga. I got your bean pie. I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. So, on Yo. Embracing Black Culture, shout out to them on IG. They had yes. a thread of different interesting things that uh, mm-hmm. we should see what we can uh, extrapolate from. So, this one says, my kids are going to have parents that are madly in love with each other, nothing less. Is that realistic? No. It's realistic. I don't think so either. Nah, moving moving on next. It's realistic. What'd you say, Flo? It's realistic. What, what makes you feel like it's realistic? You said my kids are going to have parents? Parents that are madly in love. <laughs> no. Wait, I'm confused by the statement. My kids are going to have parents that are madly in love? Madly in love with each other and nothing less. My, right, my so- only gripe is with the nothing less. Right, D-Flo. So Lily and Dante are going to... Um, they do have, see that they you do have parents that are madly in love. Mad, you're madly in love with your wife, bro. Madly yeah. in love. Yeah, right. you I, gotta be madly would, in my, love, bro. Like madly in love for me is just don't. I mean, don't misconstrue with the word just because it's madly in front of it. But you could be, you could be, you could still be have deep affection for someone, regardless of what y'all going I, through. I don't know, bro. Madly in love to to. To distinguish his ears means I can never live without you. I can't live with, like, I need to be where we live. We have to raise our kids, see them reach whatever, and we need to just, you know what I mean? Like, a I thought mean, of divorce not even crossing my head. I'm madly in love with you. I mean, I guess it breaks down to your perspective of madly yeah. in love. Because for me, it's not it's not necessarily the madly in love part that I'm, I don't think is is the the unrealistic part for me. It's the nothing less. Because I do feel like in every relationship, you have ups and downs. You have ups and downs. Yeah, so the nothing less, I don't know. Your kids might see a, a period of time where you and your your particular other, your partner, may not be getting along. I you mean, can still be in love, but that's, that's not going to be. Yeah, but madly in love to me means that they're seeing nothing but affection, love. Uh, and I guess it's about perspective because some people could say, well, it's madly in love to see somebody... Go in an argument and then how Recover. to return from being in an I mean, argument. You, you, okay. I feel like you have okay. to do that, though. And it's funny because me and Tiff just had this conversation the other day where it's like a lot of people be like, you shouldn't argue in front of your kids. But I feel like your kids have to see some level of turmoil happening at some times or else they get caught up in a false perception of what being in a relationship is and settling for things they don't mm. have to settle for. So you don't want your children to feel like, oh, they have to settle 
if they're being mistreated or, or anything like that. They have to understand that you got to stand up for things you believe in, whether or not the person loves you or not. You still got to stand up for your beliefs and you still got to put your foot down when it's time to put your foot down. So don't for for the couples out there, don't be painting this false narrative for your children, making them think that everything is all gravy or else they'll always think that it's supposed to be that way. And that's not what what a relationship is all about. So, you know, I'm, not- I'm going to give this one to Flo. I think Flo got it. I think Flo, <laughs> Flo has at least convinced me to some extent to think about it a little differently. So, yeah. all right. Next one is ultimately we just want someone who's crazy about us in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, right. I still want them. I still want them to, if it comes down to it, I still want them. If I can't do it, you do it. Kill that motherfucker. Do it. I got you. Nah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I actually want that. If, oh, it, if oh. it has to come down to that, yo, just kill him. Just kill him. Who's him? I don't. What, I was about what to say, what type of life kill, or death situation kill him, are you talking about? Kill him, kill him or her, wh- whoever. If it's life-threatening, oh, okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. In a healthy way, but if it gets to that, yo, do that yeah, shit. Poke him in the chest real quick. Yeah, you need to yeah. y'all, y'all need to clarify these things because y'all just let them bleed out. Y'all right. just talking felonies and not cleaning it up. Let them bleed out. Hit that nigga in the liver real quick. Hit y'all that nigga just in the out liver. here just talking felony talk. Talkin in the words of Rick Ross, in the words of Rick Ross, shoot him. Let that nigga bleed out. That's just how they do it, nigga. My nigga flow know what time it is. I mean, that's important though to have a chick that will have your back. We basically saying a ride or die, basically. Yeah, because. We don't want to see it, but if you get your ass beat <laughs> and your chick is right there chick, talking about, oh my god, a nigga for you, I don't and know. Your, yeah. your chick don't got the taser ready. Facts. If you, I don't know. If man. she will watch you get jumped, I don't know. <laughs> you gonna have to reevaluate. If, at least call the cops, bitch. Like something gotta work. <laughs> something gotta give. You gotta something gotta work out. If you're on the phone calling somebody or at least attempting, call my call my man's at least. Nah, call, call the my fucking man's cops. Him. If you see me getting jumped and you know none of yeah, my man's is near. <laughs> Nowhere near them niggas on vacation in Barcelona. Them niggas is in Spain. You got an Arizona can full of some juice. (laughs) Throw the mango Arizona in his eye. Something gotta work. You gotta do something. Kick him in the balls. You gotta do butt. something, baby something, girl. Something you gotta do. Something scratches eyelids. I don't know what you. Because if you just do. stand there and look at me nah. getting my ass beat, but then again, part of me is like, don't do something. Because if the nigga hits you. Now I gotta go beast mode. But that, that gotta, might be like, what I need, though. You feel me? I, that might be the motivation right, right, a nigga right. needs right to there. To stop getting your ass Thanks. beat. You might. Stop I getting might your need ass to go beat, Super right. Saiyan, and I wasn't trying to go Super <laughs> Saiyan that day, and him doing right. that pushes me to Super nigga, Saiyan level. You feel me? Nigga threw Krillin in the sky for you. <laughs> Facts, you feel exactly. Me? Now I gotta go Goku Super Saiyan and attempt to break this nigga head off real quick. You feel me? Like, that's how you have to be. I'm just saying. Exactly. And if I, he die, he die. That's <laughs> the next one is you bring up old shit and then someone saying in return, no, I'm exposing a pattern. Do you think that people uh, uh, I fucking up, hate that shit, I son. I don't even do you, do you feel like when people bring up old things, that's a pattern or are they bringing up old things just to bring up old shit to keep it going? It's interesting. Nah, I think the Go pattern ahead, part, bro, because that should be blowing my shit, bro. I I still be hearing that shit to this day. I low key think black women. I don't. I don't want to generalize this, but I, I low generalize key, it. Fuck I it. We love them and they love us. Black women have a hard time letting things go. 
Well, that's a different conversation Facts. for a different thing. So. I love my mom. My mom is the, the, the she is at the top of the fucking food chain with that. She probably listening to me right now. She at the top of the food chain with that shit, boy. I'd be like, that shit happened like five months ago. You bring that shit up at a fucking harmonious moment. Like, we supposed to be happy right now. And you bringing up some shit that happened five months ago? I'm not even fucking happy no more, man. I mean, no, I, I don't want to do, I do, I I do feel like there's some merit, though, in the idea of exposing a pattern. Because there are people who have a pattern of behavior and it's either they don't want to acknowledge it or they don't even know that that pattern exists. And sometimes you have to let them know that this has happened previously in a different but what about the person, bro, that's always pointing out the pattern, and then when you bring some shit up, they're like, oh, I don't have a pattern. And it's like, huh? Nick, but you have a pattern of bringing up the fucking patterns. That's what the fuck your pattern is. The fuck? You bring this shit, you bring this shit up. You got a pattern of bringing up the patterns. You bring bro. this shit up more than fucking, <laughs> you bring this shit up more than God bring the sun up every fucking morning. And God do that shit every day. God damn it. So the next one is, it's so funny how so much of finding yourself in adulthood is simply getting back to who you were and what you loved as a child. You agree with that? I agree, I agree with, that. with that. After my shroom ceremony? Yeah, I agree with that. Fact. I agree with it too. Um, being raised in a non-affectionate home really becomes apparent once you're in a relationship. I agree with that. You said what? Being raised in a non-affectionate home really becomes apparent once you are in a relationship. I'm nah, you got to read it one more time. Nigga. <laughs> yeah, you got to read it one more time. <laughs> Being raised in a non-affectionate home really becomes apparent once you're in a relationship. Correct. Correct. I'm 50-50 on it. Correct. Break it down. I think, I think it's 50-50 because I feel like sometimes people who were raised in a non-affectionate home ultimately want that affection and they go searching for it. I think it's a. I think it, it it depends on the type of affection they're not getting, but um, if they're if they're not if they're simply just not getting the attention they need or the attention they want, I think that ultimately results in them seeking it from someone else. I think for men that is the case, but for women, I think it's the opposite. Mm. Mm. Interesting mm. distinction. Okay. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, more last one. We, last one we're okay. gonna do is. If you didn't come from a healthy family, make sure a healthy family comes from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wholeheartedly. Come on now. Listen, bro. We out here breaking generational curses. We trying to build generational wealth. We trying to leave a legacy. Fuck all that other shit that happened with mom and dad and mom and dad's dad. Nah, we we not going back there. We trying to move forward. So distinguished, you put up a post that said uh, fear of of building your partner for somebody else. Break that down. Yeah, so... um, Shout out to my cousin. I, I won't say her name, but yeah, my, my cousin had put that on her page and I thought it was a repost because I remember just years ago, it's just certain stuff when you're in certain relationships, I just feel like it sticks with you. Like it, it doesn't really leave you and I, I hope it leaves me when I, you know, get married. But I remember dating a girl back in like 2011 and she always used to be like, I made that nigga. And she was talking about her ex and she always used to be like, I made that nigga like, I'm the I, I'm I'm the chick that got that nigga to dress fly. I'm the chick that got that nigga that job at UPS. I made sure that that nigga had money in his pocket. Like so, it was just almost like so when he came to you, you like you like you felt like you were in a controlled environment because he was your environment that you were controlling. So she felt empowered. It wasn't until she left him, or it wasn't until they broke up, that she felt like he betrayed her because 
her quote unquote investment went to somebody else and she didn't fully get to reap who he really was going to become with her because she was steady building a nigga. So she felt some type of way. So I guess my cousin who, you know, I'm assuming maybe she probably went through a recent breakup with somebody she was dealing with. Like when you meet somebody and you're in a position where you feel like this person is not going to be nothing without you. And then you finally build them up to a place that you feel like, oh, my God, something could happen. And then the shit don't work out. You actually become salty. And when you see that nigga or when you see that chick flourishing, you feel some type of way. Yeah, I, it kind of annoys me when I hear yeah, people I'm, say. I'm iffy on that. I, I, when I hear people say, oh, I built so-and-so yeah. up. But chicks say that all the time. Like, I I, I never I never heard a, a dude say that around me or on social media. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Yeah, I, I guess it is more... It it does come more from women than men. I've had I've seen men say it. Um, You've seen a man say he built a chick. Yeah, for like sure. He builded her up. Oh wow, okay. for sure. Um, but it, it's typically based off of different things, though. Like when okay. I hear when I hear from my my female friends, it's more along the lines of, like you said, I taught him how to dress. Right. Uh, Job. I helped. I helped him get some form of a job or Mm -hmm. or helped him get this promotion or whatever Mm -hmm. um and things like that but when i hear Mm -hmm. a man say it most of the time it's on some literally when i found when i got with her she had nothing and it's mostly on a monetary thing I used to give her money. Yeah uh, most of the time niggas would be like look at all the shit I gave her. Most of the time it's money. Look at all the shit I gave her boy and yeah, Birkin bag. I gave him a Birkin, mm-hmm. uh, even though niggas is not giving him Birkin. You bags. didn't even, but, you didn't even give your mom a Birkin. Stop it! But I'm giving, I'm giving. I gave her this. I gave her that. I put money in her pocket, uh, and if they help them get like start a business or something like that, they'll they'll throw that in the pot too. But I, to me, that's kind of corny. Uh, it all depends on the type of relationship, though. If you were with someone who was abusive and like a a user. Then I understand you saying that, but if you're saying that just simply because y'all broke up and y'all didn't work out and that's your way of kind of striking back at the person, I feel like that's corny because in a relationship, y'all probably both built each other up I, to some extent. I, I get confused right. when I hear things like that because what are you saying? Are you saying you want them to be back in the gutter? Like, aren't you, aren't you just happy that they found a way out? Like, at the end of the day, you meet someone and... You know, if I meet, if I met a young lady and she's like, yo, I like, I like that. It's like, you know, she's like, oh, I like when you wear these types of clothes. And I'm just like, oh shit, I like these clothes. I like it. I like the way it looks on me now. You feel me? Like you might've helped me discover my style. Cool. In a relationship, we support each other. She might've had to connect. She helped you get a good job. That's dope. But things don't work out and people separate. So what do you want now? It's like, what are you saying? Like, you want, you do, so you, you only wanted me to progress for the purpose of making you look good? You didn't want me to progress to help me better myself? That part. You know I, mean? so I also part think, I think that. it's important for us to empathize with the other side of it too, though, because when you invest a lot in somebody and if they do something hurtful and that's the reason why y'all break up, then I can see it being a situation where you're like, yo, I invested so much time and energy in mm-hmm. 
in making this person the better than what they were when they came to me. And then they did some fuck shit. And now we are no longer together. And literally who they are now is a lot of my work. Like in terms of, uh, again, like if, if they came to you, no job, no nothing, no this, no that. And you mm-hmm. were the one to put them on the path to getting that. And then they go and they cheat on you or they do some real wild shit rob you or any type of shit it's no holes bars these days but if they do any type of wild shit like that uh give you a std i can see someone being salty like yo this is some wild shit give me a std nigga somebody might have to get killed behind that i don't know especially if it's not curable i gotta i gotta live with that my whole life i can't have kids wait i can't have kids oh no so I I, i can understand i can understand feeling slighted if if that, I just think when it's a mutual breakup or it's just, it's not working out, I think it's corny then for me personally. Um, yeah. Okay. You put up another post about unhappy people are dangerous. Yo. Yo. I had to, yo, I actually been, po- I think I reposted that for since last week like three times. Because mm. I've been interacting with a few people that, I'm thinking I'm cool with or they cool with me, but nah. So I've come to the conclusion that after episode 96 and 97, when I revealed what I revealed, there's a lot of grown ass men. Um, A lot of y'all niggas are still listening. You're probably going to listen to this episode. I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't know if y'all like me like like me like want to fuck me um I don't know if y'all like me like you want to be me like. Listen, I'm keeping it 100. I don't know if you like me like you want to be me. Like you wish you was me because you feel like you lost your like you lost your way. Like you were 20 something and you had shit moving and then shit wasn't moving. And now you're like in your 50s or your 40s and you're looking at distinguishing. You see shit moving. and You're like, damn, I want to be that nigga. And you're like trying to vicariously live through me. My nigga. The jig is up. It's over. It's not over for me. It may it might be over for you, and I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't know so much people was afraid and tight that I said what I said. I was like, "Yo, you're dangerous." Mm. So I have to write this status and I have to post it because you're not happy with where you are, and it's starting to show. You know, making posts about me online, you know, spewing misinformation. Shit's not looking good, honey. It's not looking good. It's it's looking very like you don't even you, know you don't you even like yourself. Bro? You know what you call that? Envy, what was that? Envy, that's Josh. all that is, son. People I'm just envy like, and they gonna hate. Shit, crazy, go. bro. You know what you do to people like that, bro? Do this. What's up? I see you, bro. Do you? That's it. <laughs> that's it. In the words of French Montana, when the hate don't work, X, what they do? They start telling lies. That's it, bro. Shit, crazy, Keep man. Pushing. In lieu of of that, and in lieu of the statement, uh, in lieu of that, <laughs> yeah, people like that. Honestly, I think that there's an energy around what's happening with this podcast, with you individually, uh, with each of us, that people are kind of resonating towards and they're understanding. Mm-hmm. With Two Live Crew, a lot of yeah. pe- a lot of good feedback from Two Live Crew. Right. I guess word is spreading, um, and it just seems like 
and maybe I, I don't want us to sound arrogant because that's not really what I'm trying to express here. But it does it does seem like yes. Niggas tell me I'm arrogant all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm arrogant because I'm talking about my sexuality now. Now I'm arrogant. I never heard arrogant before until I said what I said. Now if you were four arrogant, episodes ago, you I swear like to God, I got a big dick. Tell your girl to come check me out. That that's arrogant, right? Come. Cause my shit is two inches, bro. I'm praying to God every day to make it grow. Okay. Then I, what did I tell you about this, son? I said I told you about this shit the other day, bro. Damn, son. But you need to know that, bro. You need to say that, son. But um, don't edit it. Leave it. Leave it. This nigga, son. But um, nah. I th- I think that there's like an energy around what's happening, and our right. names are in people's mouths a lot more lately. I've heard about my name in people's mouths, about falsifying uh, how much I try to communicate with them or if I'm communicating with them. And I got receipts that I haven't communicated with not one party uh, since 2017. For all we know, know, it could have been me. It could have been me. Pushing narratives. Pushing narratives, talking about, oh, yeah, people in my inbox. Like... It's just weird shit happening lately where I'm just like, I don't, I'm confused. Damn, I'm like, I, have, I don't even speak to this person. It's all love. It's all love when I see these people. Uh, so why are they pushing narratives that make it seem like I'm trying to holler in the inbox? Holla, like, we don't holla, even, we're not even on that type of time. Like, so I just feel like for whatever reason, maybe, maybe it's because the, We've always been on some like we on our own type of shit, our own time. Correct. We and don't follow nobody. That's the problem. Like we don't follow nobody. We don't ask somebody for help. We don't ask somebody for favors. We get it on our own. In the words of fucking Nipsey Hustle, nigga, get it out the mud, nigga. Get it out the motherfucking mud. Like we don't we don't go around saying, Oh my God, we're in this particular situation. Can we interview so and so? No, like niggas come to us for that. For the record, niggas come to us like we like we the fucking gatekeepers. Like we just doing what the fuck we do. If y'all focused on more of just being natural and being more organic, your podcast and your branding and music career might have taken off already. I but you're steady fucking got watching us. A gatekeeper the other day, that was the wildest thing. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm, yo, bro, what like, cards I, are we holding? I what know cards? that some people listening to the episode and they're like, "Yo, these niggas sound mad arrogant or crazy right now," but it's literally like. For the last couple of months, just weird shit, bro. Like, I'm not used to this type of stuff where it's like, wait, wait, what? I don't even talk to this person. Why are they talking about me? I haven't Listen, seen this person to, in two in years. years. I'm about to bring in it years. right back, bro. I'm out here trying to live bring my it right fucking back. life, bro. I'm about to bring it back. I'm about to bring it back. Reinstate it. I haven't been seeing it as much lately. <laughs> yeah, you might have to bring it that back, cause, back, bro. Because I'm confused, bro. Like, literally, I don't even go nowhere. It's COVID. I'm in the crib. I'm chilling, minding my business, working on trying to get this podcast to the next level, working on our graphics, working on all these different things to make sure that we get to the spaces and we accomplish the goals that we all set out to accomplish. And it just seems like there's some weird energy. Maybe the content has gotten better, so it's spreading more. And people want to feel like they part of what's happening. That's all cool, but don't be negative about it. Like, be positive. And if y'all want to have a conversation with the kids, shit, y'all got our numbers and inboxes. You know what I mean? Like, y'all go away to this up. But that's the problem. I'm I'm, I'm not going to speak on it any more than what I did yesterday online. But long story short, we can't act like we're not at a certain age 
where we are looking at certain things and we realize that certain people in this quote-unquote indie scene have done some wacky shit. I've done mad wacky shit, whether it was to somebody that listens to the show, whether it was somebody that uh, has uh, seen me do poetry slams or, um, you know, came across shit that dealt with, you know, the likes of like balls in a barbershop, whatever the fuck it was. I've tried to make amends and then some shit just ain't going to work out. But the reality is I'm not going to go online and start making memes about niggas to get likes and jokes and comments. I'm not going to do that because I just feel like at a certain age, certain shit, you just keep it to yourself. You don't do it for likes and shit like that and then get mad when niggas counter argue what you're saying and then want to put on this whole tough, you know, nigga shit online. Like, that's all cool. Like, bro, you got my number. Call me. Let's talk. Oh, you don't want to talk? Oh, you, oh, you want to keep doing this dumb shit? Okay, my nigga. God bless, man. God, God bless you, man. You relax. That should be getting me fucking that's tight. Say, relax, bro. Take a deep <laughs> breath. Nah, me? and I, I agree deep breath, man. to... um word distress. All right, boy. I agree in, in the instance I feel of... you, bro. Of like... <laughs> we, are of, uh, we are all of age at this point where we shouldn't be doing what the 22-year-olds are doing when it comes to disagreements, at least. You don't, you don't agree with somebody and you feel like the conversation is going left. I feel like at that point in time, you just need to reach out to whoever it is privately um, and figure it out because it could just be a miscommunication of words. It could just be the moment of feeling a certain type of way and this person is is maybe bringing a different narrative to your table and you might be taking it as it's a an attack against you or you might be taking it as I'm trying to play you. But it's literally just bringing a new perspective to whatever is going on. Uh, and if you just take a moment to hit that person up on the side, like, yo, what is it that you really trying to get at? Um, you might find a different type of conversation and you might get to an actual solution Unfortunately, what it looks like a lot of times is that people go online uh, and they want a thumb thug and it's it's how many likes can I get for saying some wild ass comment or causing some beef or saying something against somebody that, you know, is not even on that type of time with you. Like, I can't stand a person who's talking about like, yo, I'm about to talking like they going to do something harm to you. When you know that this conversation isn't even, I'm not even interpreting this conversation in that way. This Correct. is not the type of conversation where I'm going to feel like we need to square up somewhere or when I see you, it's on site. We just having a disagreement. It's that simple. But we talk, you talking kind of rough. Da, 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 like Something like that happened on my page the other day, but I didn't know the person at all. Uh, some dude came on my page because of my interpretation of WAP and was talking spicy from the jump. And I had to tell him, you talking like you don't like your teeth, fam. Damn. <laughs> hey, Damn. You talking like you don't like them things. I will def- I will put them on to my dentist right after my appointment on Wednesday. Yeah, you might need to. <laughs> Shout out like, to Felicia. Shout out to Felicia. But, mm. but homie was just, and I told him, I said, yo, bro, if you want to have a conversation, DM me. Because right now, all you doing is putting on a show and you look like a little boy. Like you look like a little boy and you talking to a grown man. So, so I'm like, if you want... <laughs> yeah, I was like, if you want to have a conversation in the DM, we could do that. But what we're not going to do is put on a show on my page and and you out here talking and, and saying derogatory terms, acting like I'm not supposed to know what they mean. 
and get mad when I'm I'm telling you like, yo, get out of here with this clown shit if you're not trying to have a real conversation. Because he kept saying, oh, I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand what you mean by I. Th- he's he was basically saying that WAP, uh, WAP is pushing forward prostitution, and Whoa. that my Whoa. interpretation of it is is wrong and simping for the audience that doesn't know what simping is that's when a male does anything to get praise and attention from females so he basically was saying that i was i just the take that i came away with was just to make women fawn over me and think that i'm great and it's like yo bro no there's misogyny in the fact that you probably listen to mad songs but you're getting uptight to the point where you came on a stranger's page because you saw that the the post was getting i guess attention and decided to be negative you didn't come on and say yo brother uh i respect what you put but i have a different perception of it let's talk about it you came he the dude came on my page and was like you a simp uh this is bullshit you don't you can't actually believe this shit you da 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 if you come you already pussy before clean nah, he clearly never, never, and that's what i told him i said clearly you don't you know what i mean clearly you're not pleasing your girl because he was upset he was like what does misogyny have to do with the female orgasm and i said are you fucking stupid oh, he's if you don't value your woman or women enough to please them and all you care about is your nut Damn. That goes in line with the patriarchal system to some extent. That ain't goofy ass nigga. You and you a goof self. nigga. So it was just wow. So there's there's definitely people who are just unhappy, and that's how I, I, whenever people come with that type of vibe, just straight negative. I'm like, yo, you're unhappy, and I I agree. There are unhappy people that are very very dangerous. Yeah, they're dangerous. You gotta you got you gotta watch them, man. It, it gets real, bro. When you have dreams about people. That you used to look up to, and in the dreams, XAB, these people that you used to look up to kill you in the dream. Like they physically kill you in your dream. And I mean, I take shit like that personal. Like, oh, I gotta really stay away from you in real life. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation being opened in, in terms of people that you look up to mm-hmm. and or people that you you vibed with, and they giving you vibes that they don't fuck with you the same way you thought was going on and what was happening. Because all of a sudden, they they not you're not the little homie anymore. Now you're the competition. Nah, and that's just how it yeah. goes. Yeah, that's just how that goes, man. Speaking of little homie, Kevin Hart and Will Smith will be teaming up to remake a movie called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Are we here really? for that? Um, um, I'm with it, but I, I just don't know what the movie is. What what is about? I don't, I don't know what the I movie is. It's, a, it's an old holiday movie. <laughs> I don't know much about it either. But I think that that team up is really interesting Will Smith and dope. And Kevin Hart, those are those are staples in our community. To see them do a blockbuster, that I'm could be a funny it. ass movie. That could be a real funny because yeah, that's it's gonna be funny as fuck. That could be a funny ass movie. That could possibly replace bad boys to some extent it, uh, it probably will replace bad boys to some extent. i don't know i don't think it's an action type of movie but it sounds like it could like you said be a blockbuster that yeah. could have a part two and three shout out uh, to uh heart heart productions and whatever will smith uh 
situation is. Yeah. Reginae Carter says that she's not dating dudes with kids. Does anybody else have a rule where they're not dating people with kids? Nah, I've dated several chicks with kids. And when I say kids, I mean plural. Like, I've definitely dated a chick that had, like, two kids. Um, How did you deal with that? Um, I dealt with it. Um, I like kids. I was around the kids. I, did they, I was about to say, did they introduce you to the kids? Uh, did they? No, I think it was a situation where I dropped her off and she had to pick up her kids. And then that's how that situation happened. So that's how that was like the introduction type thing. And then from mm-hmm. there, you still was talking to her, still liked her and still hanging out. Sometime I'll be on fucking FaceTime with the kids. Like it was real. It was regular for me. I've dated a, a few women with kids before. Uh, most of the time, I try not to be introduced to the kids unless we've established that this is going to be something serious because okay. I'm always afraid of confusing the kids or or having a situation where she's dating me for a little bit and then I disappear and the kids... Sometimes kids get attached to, to new people being mm-hmm. introduced in so right. I tend to try and not mix and mingle that until there's some form of establishment that this is going to wear in a relationship or this is mm-hmm. a long-term dating solely because I'm I'm always concerned about the kids um, and that attachment that can happen. So I, def- right. I don't have a rule against it um, at all, but I guess in the... I don't even want to say that I would prefer, but I, I think that there's a precaution that you need to put forth if you're going to do it. Okay. Um, two arrests have been made in the Jam Master J case. Ronald really? Washington. And they called, reopened that? It never ended. It's murder. You don't have to close Damn, that. I didn't know that. That was lit. I well, that's, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, to hear um, that. Yeah, uh, Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan are the two suspects that they have in custody regarding that case. So this is good news for Jam Master J. A lot of people felt like that case was never going to be solved and we would never figure out who did it. Uh, Wow. Rush Limbaugh calls Kamala Harris a hoe and a mattress. So <laughs> let me let let's do this. Let's do this. Let, let me let's do this. Because this this is what we not gonna do. Oh niggas is wildin'. This is what we not gonna do. <laughs> oh shit. I understand black folks, some of us are not happy wow. with the Kamala Harris pick. Wow. I understand that some of us don't think that she was progressive enough during her time as a prosecutor. I was just on a live yesterday. With a WNBA player, I think that was in Los Angeles and basically said, echoed my sentiments that Kamala, to some extent, was just doing her job. There's only so much wiggle room she could have done as a prosecutor uh, in certain instances. Right. With all of that being said, what we're not going to do is let no white man like Rush Limbaugh disrespect our black women like that. I don't give a fuck. What what type of of shock value this nigga was going for for his fucking cornball audience? And you know, I actually thought this nigga was trying after he got cancer. I thought he was trying to to maybe stray away from saying stupid fuckboy shit. And he nah. tried and he went on the Breakfast Club 
And he was, quote unquote, you know, I'm here so that we can bridge the divide and we can try and understand each other. Well, fuck all that bullshit. If you're going to go on your platform and call Kamala Harris a hoe for God knows whatever fucking reason and a mattress and a mat to me, a mattress. I think a mattress is worse. I was about to say, yeah, man. You try. Worse, I don't know what the fuck you getting at with all that bullshit, but I know the shit is is sexually derogatory. What we're yes. not going to do as a black community is we're not going to let niggas like that rock. It can't slide. Yeah, it can't slide. Rush Limbaugh, you could suck my dick. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. You know you what I mean? Gargle a little bit. Gag on that shit, boy. That's you say he got fat. cancer. <laughs> Die slow. Like, that, that's how. That's <laughs> Die slow. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not yeah I'm not going to prey on his cancer no shit like that. I'm not going to say nothing crazy uh because Listen, that's man, hypocritical we, but we need we need we we need a radical on this motherfucker real quick. Fuck that. Nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing his that. Days but, is numbered. His, his days but is numbered. Maybe they are, but at the end of the no, day they are. He's a fuck nigga for that dumb <laughs> yeah. shit and yeah. you know what I mean? Whatever comes to him comes to him, but that we're not going to do that. Black people, we need to have just the same type of energy we have for J.W. Uh, Lucas when he said that stupid shit to to uh, Tamika Mallory. Yep. We need to have the same fucking energy we had against Terry Crews when he was cooning. <laughs> we need to have the same energy we mm. had against Doja Cat. We need to have oh. the same energy we had when Kanye is, uh. is still Kanye-ing. Like, oh, my God. We're not, we not letting that shit rock because that's, that's, that's unacceptable. That's some bullshit, and yeah. and I'm not here for that. Um, and in the same breath, you got you got these niggas fucking what's this nigga name? Ronnie Jackson and Deanna Lorraine talking about Rihanna, saying that Rihanna's only the only Yo. reason Rihanna has a career is because she had an affair with Jay Z. That Again, comments crazy. Sexually exploiting our black women, suck my dick, both of y'all. Yeah, like. Man. I don't this this uh, Deanna chick has been trying to get in the news for she, the last two has. weeks. She's so definitely been trying it. I need her to relax. I need her to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> Not only is she trying to ruin Rihanna's reputation, she's trying to fuck around in Jay and Beyonce's marriage. Like I was just about on, to say son. that. Like Beyonce just dropped Black is King two Beautiful weeks ago. And this what we're doing. Man. Like, come this on. what we're doing. Jay-Z is probably minding his business, trying to do some brand new thing with Rock Nation. And this and then this is the fucktivity that's going on. This is it, the fucktivity. And, right. and what are you alluding to? Because Jay-Z was a grown ass man when Rihanna was 17 and he discovered her. Exactly. Right. So, so what are you saying? What, what are, are you really trying saying? to when did this so-called affair happen? Shit mm-hmm. crazy, son. Shit crazy. Like, come on, son. Like, people just throwing stupid shit out there in the air. And and playing it as fact, and people will run with it, uh, all because she said "fuck Trump" uh, is a piece of art. That's it. So what? She's not a politician. She's an artist. She's minding her fucking business. Right. Like nobody. We we if we said anything about these fucking niggas who put up uh, Obama hanging from trees, we was we was oh this is freedom of speech. Nah, fuck all that. Niggas can say fuck Trump. Exactly. Trump does some wacky shit. That's there's there's exactly. several reasons to say fuck Trump. <laughs> like, that if you agree fact. with his policies or not, there's several reasons to say fuck Trump. Big facts. So, all all y'all niggas could could choke on a dick for me. Exactly. Um, Thank you. The Breakfast Club is in the Radio Hall of Fame. They really they have established themselves as uh, being honored in the Radio Hall of Fame. 
What has the Breakfast Club done for the culture? Um, Breakfast Club, I think, was established, if I'm not mistaken, in 2007. Um, the Breakfast Club has definitely established a polarizing way of getting the news and trying to filter what you thought you knew versus what you actually need to know in terms of like politics and media in terms of hip-hop i think what they've done was they've allowed you to see the actual person outside of the music of them being an artist i think they've done a great job with that um more so i'm really speaking to the strength of charlemagne because he's he's really in my opinion he's the journalist of the show if he's if he even labels himself as a journalist because he's the one that digs deep into people's lives he goes into the backstory he's the guy that he knows that he's at the conference room, but he's the guy that goes into the copy room and he looks at all the other shit that was being faxed. I would have to later. give that to Angela Yee too. Yeah, Angela I won't, okay. just I won't too, give yeah. that. Okay. I won't just give that to Charlemagne. But the Breakfast Club was established in December 2010. Oh, um, 2010. Okay. Yeah, 2010. Okay. Um, I would agree. I think what the Breakfast Club did was it made it mainstream and acceptable to have a raw opinion. Yeah. Like when Star did it, it was just too far left. And he was just saying things that were just unacceptable. But Charlemagne, to people his wasn't cr- ready yet though for Star. I think Star was too much for radio, to be honest. I think I think Star, Star Buckwild, it was wild. I think Star was doing too much for. I think Star was doing what Six Nine does to some extent, and that's trying to push the barrier too far, uh, just for just for shock value. And okay. that's where his demise came from. Is when he made that Aaliyah comment. And that was just over the top. That was just an unnecessary right. comment. I think what Charlemagne has done, is, and to his credit, is he's found a way to have a raw take and be slightly controversial, but keep it in just just in line of being mainstream that you can do it and people will accept it. So mm. Donkey of the Day is very ingenious. Why? Because it allows him to be rude, nasty, and mean. Which is which are things that he took from being on the Wendy Williams show, correct? But directed at people who we feel deserve it. So when he's saying certain types of things, we don't take offense to it because it's like, oh, this motherfucker shot somebody. Oh, nah, yeah, he donkey of the day. Uh, oh, this this stupid person tried to rob this old lady, but they got caught. Yeah, they deserve everything that Charlemagne about to say to them. And then and Charlemagne has also given himself donkey of the day several times, for a fact. And when that energy now translates into a, a interview, we're somewhat conditioned to be like, oh, that's just Charlemagne. And he's going to ask the hard hitting questions. He's going to mm-hmm. say the wild things. He's going to bring up the stuff that we know he shouldn't bring up. And so it becomes he's no longer stepping outside of the bounds. If he didn't articulate himself and put himself in position that way, then I think that Charlemagne probably would cause a lot of, of issues for himself, more so than than we see on a regular. I think the mm-hmm. other piece of it, Angela Yee does an excellent job being like the middle... It's, it's a flow and a chemistry there, especially in the beginning. I think that's waned a little bit now since everybody seems like they're trying to go in their own direction. But Angela mm-hmm. Yee brings a nice little middle ground. She's able to kind of correct either Charlemagne or Envy when they're going on a tangent that isn't in the right place. And I mm-hmm. think Envy, of course, is is just that... that Envy was that pull. Because we all knew about Envy more... At least for me, I knew Envy before I knew Charlemagne, 
and and I would say maybe Angela Yee before I knew about Charlemagne, but Correct. obviously Charlemagne kind of superseded, superseded both of them yeah. at the end of it. Envy was the yeah, household yeah, yeah. name for sure because everybody, if you were in New York, you knew who DJ Envy was. He was All right. He was breaking records. Yeah, he was right there with the clues and the, and the funk flexes. Like Envy had the pull already. So. And Envy was on another station before he came to Power 105. He started on Hot 97. Yeah. And he did MTV. And he was on MTV. And he did MTV. And he had records. He was breaking records. He was doing mad shit. Like, he he was a so-so Yeah, mixtapes. He was already well-known in the industry. Like, he was... Like, yeah, Envy was right up there. Back in that time frame, you had Envy. You had um, the Don Cannons. You had... um, the, um, there, there's a few different big DJs at that time that were like really household names that everybody kind of fuck with. So yeah, I agree 100. percent What's the tough knot, Broski? Tough knot, man. Episode 100, certified lover boys. We did it, fellas. We fucking did it. A lot of people don't make it to 100 and nothing in their motherfucking life. A lot of niggas still get F's on their tests, but we studied. We've been students of the prestigious podcast universe for the last motherfucking four years. We've had a lot of great teachers come into our lives and give us some great lessons. R.I.P. to the one and only the legendary Combat Jack off the Combat Jack show. He gave us some gems a while back. We've met some amazing people that we've interviewed that have given us the opportunity to interview them, but also shed some light on why it's important that we don't distort what it is that they're saying, why it's important that we uphold the legacy that they're trying to fulfill, and why it's important that we ask the right questions and not always try to get sound bites. Um, So we are definitely very excited for this next stage in our lives as three young men trying to make a dollar out of motherfucking 15 cents on this goddamn podcast. Thank you guys for listening to us. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the feedback, all of the love, all of the generosity, all of the um, coverage that you have when you're listening to us to tell somebody else to listen to us. That takes a lot of courage because I'm not the motherfucking easiest co-host. I know that. I'm not the easiest guy. But my brothers stand me and you guys have stood me, stood with me uh, from the test of time. So we appreciate you. That is a tough knot. Thank you for always listening to me. And my brothers on Dad Has and Bowtie. That was a great tough knot, bro. Um, what would Dad say? Dad will say consistency, man. A hundred episodes, like you said, is not an easy feat. For nothing. That's And we've taken breaks in between. And we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about this in the two-piece. Mm-hmm. But um, Two-piece. The two-piece that you're going to get. But we've definitely taken breaks. We've taken seasons. Uh, season one technically was from 2016. Uh, shoot, I think it might have ended before 2017, and I think the first season was 30 something episodes or something like that. Yeah, it was it was very small because we were we were still trying to figure out the nuts and bolts. And then we came, we took about a year off, mm-hmm. almost a year, a year off. Yeah, in like 2017. Yeah, it came back in 2018, mm-hmm. and from 2018 till now we haven't. I don't know if we missed a week. I think we've we've hit every week. Um, um I, yeah, pretty much. I, we maybe missed one or two weeks, but we've pretty much stayed on top of it. Yeah. And that consistency has shown a, a dramatic change in result in our listenership. It's shown a dramatic change uh, in how people perceive the podcast, and I think it it also has changed our relationship. Which again, we're going to talk more about our relationship in regards to this podcast on the the other episode that we are going to release. But as the singer said, thank y'all 
for a hundred episodes. Like even just saying that just sounds kind of crazy. A hundred mm. episodes. We're talking about two hours, three hours sometimes. Facts. I want to thank y'all too. I want to thank my brothers too for for the fact that we we do this every week. Like two to three hours. We talk throughout the week. Like this is very consuming. And the fact that you guys give your time and you know obviously value my time as well. Like it's a beautiful thing that we can do this and. It's a content piece for sure, but I think it's also a way for us to reconnect throughout the week because we all have busy lives. We all are in the entertainment business in some way, shape, or form doing different things, and it's not always the easiest to hop on the phone um, and be able to talk with one another. So I think that this also helps us reestablish our friendship throughout the week. But mm-hmm. for the listeners- More than a two-piece. Save it. There's more than a two-piece. Yeah, more than a two-piece. <laughs> um, but for, for the listeners- and again, for the people who have come on the show, mm. and y'all gonna get a little bit, y'all gonna get that tomorrow too. Y'all gonna get all the motherfuckers that we've interviewed uh, within the last four years. So, again, thank y'all. This is Dad Hats and Bowties, and we are out.